0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being for busy working mums and women in business and beyond who are seeking to unplug from their worries and overwhelm to light up with insights and joy. I am Marina Pearson, your host, mum and Effortless Lifestyle Coach. On this week's episode, we're doing things slightly differently. Welcome to the guest episode where I support a special and busy mum in business and beyond to get insight into an area of her life that she feels stuck in. And today, I've got some amazing news. You can now pre-order your very own version. Version of The Joy of Being book, supporting hardworking mums to stress less and live more. If you're the type of mum who is struggling with the burdens of motherhood or modern day life, then this will be a perfect book for you. If you're curious, you want to know more and you want to see what's up with that book, you can do so at www.MarinaPearson.com slash order. And there you'll find all the amazing goodies that you'll get if you pre-order the book before the 10th of May. And on today's show, I get to speak to the beautiful Emma Horst taylor This show is obviously a coaching special where she came on to talk about how she would love to get more clarity on having more balance and more time, more freedom than what she was experiencing when we got on the call. During our conversation, we found out that Emma had way too many fingers in too many pies and that she was running around doing too much for other people. And during this conversation, she got clarity on something that was really poignant for her which I know will stand her in good stead and do wonders for her balance. So if you're a mum who's frazzled, who's got too many things on her plate, who wishes that she could just have a little bit more time and space, this is going to be a great episode for you. Enjoy. So welcome everybody. And today have the beautiful Emma Taylor. And yeah, I'm curious about you, Emma. What's been going on? What are you up to in the world right now?
1: I feel like I'm up to
0: everything. Um... Yeah, just
1: just everything. Uh, So I have um, two children who are four and nine my eldest is diagnosed autistic. My youngest, we're waiting to be able, until he's five, to be able to put him forward for assessment. So they're quite challenging. I, um, I'm chair of my local Maternity Voices Partnership, which is a, an NHS body that's independent, but we act as a sort of critical friend to local maternity services. So I manage a team of volunteers and work with commissioners and head of midwifery and people like that locally to improve services. I've also got fingers in a number of other pies. I, I run a business as a seamstress um from home and I am also involved in a committee for a local play scheme which runs once a year helping to organise that. And I feel like I end up getting involved in all sorts of other little bits and pieces along the way. So it's hard to to identify exactly what I'm up to at any given point. I seem to be, yeah, fingers in lots of pies, perhaps too many
0: pies. It sounds like it, actually. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I feel quite lazy.
1: (laughs) I'd like to be lazy.
0: (laughs) So tell me, you know, obviously I put a shout out for for, for moms like yourselves to come on um, the podcast. I'm curious about what had you reach out. What is it you would love to get clarity on today that would really help you moving forward?
1: Well, I mean, I, I responded to it because the word clarity just feels like a something that la- is lacking in my life. And I almost don't know what I want clarity on because <laughs> I feel really overwhelmed by everything. And I'm like, clarity sounds like a lovely thing. That sounds, somebody with clarity sounds like somebody who knows exactly what they're doing and where they're going and what to be involved in and what not to be involved in. And that really appealed. Um yeah, but as for what I actually want clarity on, I, it feels like the answer is everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so something um, struck me in what you just said. You said you get overwhelmed by everything. Could you digress a bit on that? Like, what do you mean by everything? Like, what's is it the amount of stuff you've got going on? What is it exactly?
1: It is, it is the amount of stuff um, I don't really have the right amount of time for the amount of stuff which I ought to flip around I know and say that means I have too much stuff for the amount of time I have um so that's that's why I get overwhelmed because there's always you know a big to-do list for each thing that I'm involved with and there isn't physically the actual time to fit it in while the children are at school.
0: So it begs the question why are you involved in so many things? It just happens that's <laughs> 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 hmm, interesting up,
1: um and for example the local play scheme I got asked to be involved with that by a friend who fairly promptly after that then left the committee herself and so did the, the chair and I was the only one who turned up to the meeting where the chair wanted to hand over <laughs> so foolishly I said well just give me the stuff I'm sure one of the other members of the committee will want to take this over because I was very new and I thought somebody longer established would love to take over that role and I was very much wrong in that thought and so I ended up being chair because nobody else wanted to be I'm involved with the maternity voices partnership because I'm really passionate about the work that it does Mm. and we make a difference and it's really very fulfilling, and I think it's very important work. You know, I became a seamstress because a, what, a few years ago I needed to earn a bit of money. My daughter was at school, but I hadn't had my son. We had various issues around having another child, and it looked like it might not ever happen. So I wanted something to do. And I've always sewn and sort of opportunities came up to sew for other people. So that just kind of happened. And then I obviously marketed myself too well and became very popular. And so it's kind of taken on a a life of its own. I do feel a little bit like the things that I'm involved with do take on lives of their own um, and that I'm not particularly in any great control of any of them and that they rather control me mm. that that's how I end up getting involved in things because I, I just sort of I'm interested in something I offer to help with something and suddenly it's it's in charge of me and I'm I find that I'm you know chairing it or I've got a load of work that I that people want me to do for whatever it is
0: mm. I'm curious as to, um, because I, I I really hear that you are really committed to the, the first role you have in the midwifery and being on that with the NHS and being involved in that. I really hear your passion behind that and the energy behind that. I also hear that your seamstress stuff was very much around money um, but also something that you enjoy, but I don't hear anything else other than those two. like those are the two things that I really hear that you really like that those are the two things. If I were to choose any of those things that those two would be the ones that would be on my list. Um, would you say that's would you say that that resonates for you?
1: Yes, yeah, I mean they are they are the main Mm. feelings that I do
0: um, but they don't sit very well together Right Okay. Tell me a little bit more about that Um,
1: Well it's just that obviously the time I have available to work on anything is when the children are at school my son is only four so he only actually does four and a half days a week Um, so I find it quite difficult having two very different things that I do Mm. that both want all of my time Mm. that is available and neither feeds into the other you know they're not complementary they don't they don't go into each other at all so I tend to you know do a day on one and then try and do a day on the other um but while I'm working on one the other one's you know niggling away at me and vice versa i I find that there's a there's a conflict there because they they are so different and require such different things
0: from me. There's a couple of things that I've kind of come to mind, and I'm gonna just so the first thing is, how would you love it to be? if you could start again, like blank slate and you didn't have any of this stuff going on how would you love it to be Emma what would you how would you love to set it up so that you have enough time that you don't that, yeah because it feels like there's a lot like lack of breathing space and I'm just curious about if you could set it up in the way that you want to what would that look like for you
1: uh, I I would love breathing space That you know it really is lacking in my life mm. Um Mm. And the space, the space for my head to rest, if that makes sense, Mm. for my mind to, to not be thinking about things. I mean, I would, you know, I really would love, I know it's more things, but I actually would really love to learn to play the guitar. I've got a guitar and I'm a singer, but I, I, I never have time to learn to play my guitar. I'd love time to do yoga. Um because I find yoga really beneficial, but I've even had to stop going to my weekly class because it just felt like it was yet another chore. Even though I love it when I'm there, it was like, I can't put all of this in. So my ideal life really would be, would allow space for those things. Um, And I think realistically, I would, you know, I would have one thing that I focus on, one thing that I do, really well the thing I've noticed about people that I either admire or have looked at on Instagram and, in, and kind of impressed by is that they do one thing and that you know and they do it really well I feel a bit like sometimes jack of all trades master
0: of none. So it begs the question why you choose not to have that sort of life?
1: I don't feel like I choose not to I just feel like I'm enmeshed in all these things that I do. I'm a bit trapped by it all that I can't, yeah, that I can't somehow get out of it, you know, I feel like I need to carry on doing all, all of this stuff.
0: That's interesting to me, because on the one hand, I hear I'm really clear on what I would love my life to look like. And on the other hand, my life doesn't look like that at all. So in my view, or in my, in my world, it would seem easy just to go, well, if that is doesn't quite add up, then what do I need to do in order for it to add up? And it would be like, well, I'd need to let go of a couple of things here. I'd need to say no to that. I need to let go of this. I'd need to kind of go, nah, that's not really good for me right now. So I'm curious about why that wouldn't be something that would make sense to you.
1: It does make sense. And in actual fact, I have done a bit of that. I used to also run a play group every week, which I ran for over six (laughs) years. Um, and I did, after a lot of soul searching, stop doing that. And it was hard because there was nobody to take it over. I couldn't find anyone to take it over, so I li- literally had, you know, had to close. So that was a really difficult decision to make. And in terms of the play scheme, um, I was chair. I have actually stepped down as being chair, but I, I sort of said I'd stay involved. I mean, maybe. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that. Maybe I should be completely stepping away. The sewing is hard because obviously it, it brings in some money, and the, the whole reason that I started it up was so that I, I had a bit of money to do. things like get my hair cut, which sounds really basic, but you know there isn't, there isn't room financially in our budget mm. for things that fall under the luxurious category. So that's why I started doing that because I wanted. a a bit of money that was mine that i could spend on things like that Hmm. and i i I find it very hard not to feel responsible
0: Uh. i find it hard not to think about things you know there we have it That was, that was what was coming to mind. There was this feeling of responsibility that somehow when you take something on, it's like you take it on as your baby and then feel totally responsible for it. And you have to see it through. There's a sense of obligation or that I have to, is it, is it because you don't want to let people down or what, what is it about that?
1: I actually, well, it's sort of not about not letting people down once I'm involved, but I think I think the getting so involved is more to do with wanting to feel of value.
0: So, Emma, there's a couple of things here that you—you are are you okay with me sharing a couple of things with you here that I think might be of value to you? Well, hopefully. <laughs> um, has it ever occurred to you that your feeling of value doesn't come from what you do? Yes, <laughs> she
1: says with hesitation. It's it's quite complex, and I'm aware, obviously, that this is being shared, you know, as as a po- as a podcast. So I'm thinking carefully about what to say. I'm all, I'm autistic, and because of that, my my experience of growing up in childhood mm. meant that my really I was just bullied and mm. an outcast for all of my childhood and for a large amount of my early adulthood because mm-hmm. I'm different. It is just so much more complex when you are differently wired.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It isn't as simple as saying just love yourself, because I do think I'm great, but the majority of the world doesn't, so that's, not, <laughs> that's
0: well, not... <bad. laughs> degree, I would say, actually, Emma, because you are involved in some amazing projects, and obviously there's massive value that you bring to them. I hope so, I'd like to think so,
1: but my real issue really is right now is that I've ended up involved in so many different things that it's quite hard to to create that life that I want, or it feels hard to create that life that I want because it means I've got to let a lot of people down, I've got to withdraw from things, I've got to rethink how everything is done, and that feels very big, and also I don't like letting people down.
0: Mm. what is it costing you to live the way you are right now
1: well emotionally and mentally um a lot I mean that's why I I started you Mm. know trying to get rid of some of (laughs) some of the commitments um, because uh, towards the end of of last year my um various things happened my husband um, was made redundant um I lost a couple of friends to cancer um family member had a stroke another family member got cancer that they thought was terminal but has thankfully turned out not to be um there was a lot going on and I I did basically have a bit of a breakdown um because I had no capacity in my life for anything else happening Mm. So those things happened and I was like well I, I don't have the capacity to deal with all of this because I'm already operating at full tilt
0: mm.
1: and that's really what I'm like every, it feels like every day I get up and I've got to hit the ground running and if I don't keep up on the treadmill I'm going to be flat on my face mm. there is isn't, you know you talked about space that there, there isn't any space and I somehow need to make the space. And then the other part of me is saying, but I, you know, I I do like being involved in things. That's partly because of the way my mind works. I'm an I'm an ideas person. So I, you know, I've never I was I was a journalist and in my career I, I never worked anywhere more than a couple of years because I get bored and I've got new ideas and new projects and new thoughts that I need to go and pursue. Hmm. You know, I yeah, my my mind worked fast and it's kind of, um, somebody said to me the other day, we were about something, and they went, oh, you're a strategic thinker. And I'd never really thought of myself like that, but I think that's true. I, I want to be at the higher level of things. I, can't, I don't want to get, you know, my husband, before he was made redundant, he'd been at that same job for over 20 years. And honestly, the thought of that <laughs> makes my blood run cold. <laughs> Right I can't imagine doing the same thing at the same place with the same people for twenty odd years um because i'm I just have too many ideas and too many things inspire me and but how do I rein that in how you know back to that word clarity, how do I have the clarity to to pick the right things
0: well, here's the thing. you can have loads of ideas and then just part of them for a while. They don't all need to be can write them down. <laughs> <laughs> some ideas don't need to actually be born today. Um, we can have a hundred and million ideas. I've had so many in my lifetime, but some of them are ones that don't leave me alone. So this podcast, for example, was one of those things. It's just that, that niggling idea that just won't leave you alone. And there are other ideas that just flow through and, go and, and leave again. It's the ones you're more drawn to, the ones that kind of don't leave you alone. Mm those ones that you keep on coming back to. I find that those are the ones that I kind of get curious about, um, like writing a book or this podcast or a course that I'm going to be creating. Or a... So it's usually those ideas that that if I just leave them and then come back to them, leave them and come back to them, they're still there. They just won't go away. You mm. know that there's something in that. Because for highly creative people, like it sounds to me like you are, we have millions of ideas every single day. And if we followed every single one of them, we would never get anything done.
1: Yeah, and I think that's part of the problem. You know, if people yeah. talk to me about something and, oh, some you know, this committee needs somebody and I think, yeah, that's great. I've got loads of ideas about what you could do with that. Mm. And then I get involved in it because I've got these ideas
0: and then I get stuck in it.
1: <laughs> um, well,
0: possibly it could be setting up a strategic thinking tank so you can give them lots of ideas but not get involved in it as in consulting or something of that nature the way you buy you don't get involved as in you don't dump in and do it you're there to provide the ideas but they're there to implement them so i'd love that yeah right that would be cool because it's the doing that bogs me down bingo (laughs) so you're the ideas person maybe you're not supposed to be doing all the doing (laughs) yeah maybe there's a there's a position there where they come to you for the ideas but not you getting involved in the doing piece mm. you see that's giving me lots of ideas <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course it has Right, like, right now <laughs> <laughs> it is it's like it's like throwing stones into a lake isn't it and the the ripples or throwing a handful of gravel and all these you know
0: yeah. And the other thing is this you getting clarity on and prioritizing what's really good for you, Emma. Mm. There's only one of you. Yeah. And I tell you something like the times I've thought, oh my God, I'm going to let people down. When I've gone, no, I'm not doing this anymore, they've all been like, okay. Often we make these big, big things in our heads about letting people down, but actually, it's not. It, when you can't, you can't. Like, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that right now. I need to be looking after this. If you, if you had an illness, if there was something chronic, or you would have to go and say, "No, I can't do this anymore." Right? Yeah. It's kind of like that. In the, I remember it's so funny. I remember, um, <laughs> I don't know if this resonates or not. I had this course that I created, and then I was like, "Right, these are the boundaries. I want to do it this way." which was calls, calls are not in the evening, okay? They're not going to be in the evening. They're going to be during the day because in the evening, I want to spend time with my baby. Fine. Yep. Well, <laughs> that was a great idea. So anyway, I, I, I started to talk to the ladies, um, potential clients, and we got, we got about seven ladies on board, but most of them couldn't do the, do, do the days. Yeah. So I changed it. And it was so funny because halfway through, those ladies that didn't want to do it during the day decided they didn't want to carry on anymore. So I was left with the ladies um, that, you know, so I carried on doing them in the evening. And then I suddenly thought, hang on a second, does anybody want to do them during the day? And they're like, yes, please. We prefer to do them (laughs) during the day. And it was just such a massive lesson for me. Because I was like, I, I choose, I call the shots. I'm the one that's running this bus, not other people. Yeah. And for me, that lesson was in, oh my goodness, I onboarded people that were not right for the program. Um, and they left anyway to teach me a really valuable lesson, which is I choose. I get to choose the way I want my life to be. I get yeah. to choose the program I want to run. They're not running the bus for me. I'm doing that. I want to create it in this way so it fits in with my lifestyle. It fits in with my the way I want to live my life. Let what you do support you. Let what you do support what you want to get out of life. It is playing the guitar. If it is going to the yoga classes, it's not frivolous or indulgent. It's joyful and nourishing and nurturing.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's kind of the crux of it. And I think perhaps I don't have full clarity on exactly what I do want my life to look like because I do sort of get pulled back to this thought that, you know, I should be doing things because, you know, people need to... I need people to to like me and value me and need me. I need to have purpose.
0: So what if none of that thinking was there? Or what if you had that thinking, but you you did the opposite regardless of what you thought?
1: I'd probably be quite happy because I wouldn't keep getting sucked into things Mm. that I don't entirely have the time or the energy for.
0: Right. Like, I'm sure there are moments where you've had... Do you have moments like this where you're like, oh, I'd love a cup of tea or something and then the moment passes and you're on to a different moment and you're like, oh, I don't want a cup of tea anymore. Do you have moments like that? Yes. Yeah. Well, often we don't have to, we can sit with a thinking that cook, but we don't necessarily need to act on it.
1: It's like like in yoga, isn't it? When you you are meditating and you, you just let the thought come in and you just notice that it's a thought
0: hmm yeah it to
1: go away again yeah
0: exactly that just because you think that you have to be dragged back in doesn't mean that you need to hmm and that feels like an awful lot of years of conditioning to bingo you've said it very wise it's conditioning yeah that's all it is habits of thinking the cool thing with habits of thinking is is they can either exist and we don't need to take them seriously. We can just go, okay, yep, that's my habit of thinking that I have. I just don't need to believe that. I can just do something else. Or habits of thinking just go away. The fact that you now have this awareness kind of sheds light on the fact that, oh, okay, so they are habits of thinking. I don't need to take them seriously. I might get dragged back in, but I might now be aware of the fact that this is actually just my habits of thinking. It doesn't mean that it, means anything other than that just habits of thinking and would you be open to experimenting okay maybe Maybe. maybe huh so you know often we think oh god it has to be this way and what if we could just experiment and and just playfully experiment for a moment and just kind of go okay well what would that look like if i just decided to go to yoga make that a priority for a little bit hmm what if I did make time for my guitar lessons you know it's funny because I kind of did that
1: oh, did? a little while ago I, <laughs> I, I drew out literally drew out you know these are the hours in the day I have available this is what I'd like to do and um, this is what I want to try and fit in and I drew out this kind of you know very regimented daily routine that would allow me <laughs> to uh, mm. to do all to do those things but also do all the other things that I'm doing and it basically meant that you know every second from the minute I got in from doing the school run to the minute I had to go back out the door to do the school run was accounted for down to how long I was allowed for lunch and I sort of looked at it and went "Ah, mm. oh, I can't do this mm. um, but it then really interesting that what I did was not drop all the things that were stopping me getting that into my life, but I dropped the idea of being able to do those things. I kind of just went, went back to what I've been doing, even though
0: it's not working for me. Does it feel safer? That's something you know. It's just
1: the whole, it is that whole I'm involved in these things and if I don't do them, then, you know, who's going to do them and I'm going to let people down and it's going to be a disaster and the sky will fall in. Um.
0: (laughs) Have you actually? (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's kind of what it
0: feels like though, you know? Yeah, 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 of course. And I know it feels really real to you. I
1: feel like Atlas. (laughs) I've got the world on my shoulder and I can't let go. Mm. because what's going to happen if i do
0: well what if you did and just to see what would happen mm. well that's quite scary isn't it i remember yeah, saying but, and,
1: you know the, when we're talking and i you know i keep coming back to this thought that you know of you know and oh i it, it's it's ego that's what it is it's ego mm. it's like i could be i could be happy doing my guitar and my yoga and never and you know and not doing anything else but there's there's a part of me and that I want to I want to achieve something and whether that's because you know I don't know whether that's just an egotistical thing or whether
0: it's because I'm driven
1: by ideas I don't know
0: but there's nothing to say that you need to drop it all it doesn't have to be all or nothing I am a very all or nothing person yeah. <laughs> as you may have gathered, mm. but it's yeah, obviously that idea of middle ground is quite alien to me ah the unknown right Mm. the cool thing about the unknown is is if you want to create something new you have to go into the unknown you've done that many times before we all have in fact Mm. so you know being a mum for the first time being mum for the second time um starting on new projects you've done it so many times because I have I
1: suppose the thing is like I tend to do an awful lot of research you know like with with becoming a mum the amount of books that I read and things that I looked at, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the idea of sort of going into something not having any idea of what shape it might be. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. It's quite difficult. And I think that's the problem with stopping doing things is I, you know, I cannot predict what will happen if I stop doing something because unless I know somebody's going to take it over... I don't know, do I? I don't know what it's gonna look like Mm-mm. and that's what I find really difficult and I found it really difficult with stopping doing the play group, even though I desperately needed to stop doing that, and should have stopped well over a year before I did um The fact was I couldn't find somebody to take it over, and so it was really difficult for me to just let it go
0: and see what happened. And you did. Yes. And? Well, I mean it just folded the the
1: people who used to go to it found other things to go to, I guess. I don't imagine they're all sitting at home every Friday morning crying, saying, I wish that first. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you've done it already? Yeah, but it took a really long time. Really long. It was really hard. It was mm. yeah, it was really, really difficult. And even now, I still get sort of pangs of I really wish I could have, you know, found a way to for it to keep going. And, I mean, you said towards the beginning of the call something about you know these things become my babies, and I think that's true. I'm very invested.
0: Mm. I, I become tell. very invested in things, and
1: that's partly just my intense nature but that makes it very hard to let things
0: go. I think generally as human beings, we don't find it easy because we create scenarios in our head about what might happen if we do. Mm. And most of the time it doesn't look particularly pretty. But we have this enormous capacity to create futures that don't exist and they look really real to us. I remember um, sitting in a seminar and um, the trainer talking about him being asked to do this This really... Um, somewhat bizarre exercise which is to go out to ask to go into a shop to ask for a pizza slice in places that they definitely wouldn't have them and um, we all sat there giggling and then he basically said yeah well now it's your turn and of course I conjured up this this complete scenario in my head about how it was going to be where it was going to take me how awful it's going to be like imagine oh my god how embarrassing to walk into a place where they didn't have pizza slices but you know everybody so and then i started to get really like a physical reaction to it anyway we i asked other people what their experience of that was like and it was all quite similar and he then said is anybody so who's going to be doing it and nobody put their hand up but i then sort of said well what would happen if i just see just just give you know just what if so anyway i i went into a store and asked them for if they had any pizza and they said no 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 dear (laughs) (laughs) down the road (laughs) Um, and it was actually a really fun experience. It's really difficult to predict the unpredictable. Yeah. Mm. But, um, we had a lot of fun. Um, and it was just funny because everybody, you know, we were in London and, you know, the polite Brit, um, kind of go, Oh no, it's, you can't buy pizza here. It's down the road. Um, and it was just funny in that way. Like it was just so not the experience that I conjured up in my head, like just, so far removed from it yeah so far removed from it I'm thinking the future looks really real to us but it's always going to be an incomplete equation
1: yeah and
0: yeah and
1: I think that in itself is something that I find difficult because I like certainty yeah I think we all do you know I think the things particularly like with the play scheme because I've tried really hard to find somebody else to, to be chair of that and I feel like actually there's a there is a genuinely real danger that it just won't happen mm. this year if I don't do it. So I you know I think that that is that is genuinely a a, a, po- a quite possible reality that other people won't step up and get the stuff done in time that needs to be done and that it just won't happen. And then I will forever be the person who killed this beloved forty-year-old play scheme. <laughs> mm. You know, um, and I, I find I find that quite difficult to you know because I don't want to be the person that killed the play scheme. But then I also think, well, there's supposedly you know there's a committee of people. Am I individually responsible for it dying? No that you know, they, I guess they would be responsible too, wouldn't they, if they didn't?
0: Not everything falls on you, Emma. Not everything, you can't control life. There are certain things in our control and there are other things that are just completely out of our control. And your security and well-being doesn't come from the future being certain because we don't know what's going to happen in the future like none of us do. Security and well-being lies inside of us. And I know it, it may not look that way because we're brought up to think that somehow our, our security and well being comes from things we have, the things we do, other people. You now, my son has a blanket. I don't know if any of your kids ever did that security blanket, you know, or a teddy. Yeah, or... no,
1: my kids didn't, but I did. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And it looks to us like, right, like it looks to us like security comes from having that toy. But just as feeling isn't got anything to do with the outside world, security and well-being is already inside of us. That's where it actually comes from. You know, that thinking around being responsible, that thinking around all of that is just conditioning. doesn't mean it's true. And I do
1: really admire those people that you see in life who genuinely just don't give a toss. <laughs> <laughs> They just do what they want and I look at them and I think oh that must be nice.
0: And they may give a toss. The thing is is they don't let it stop them. They act regardless of how they feel. Most of the successful people that I know and I'm surrounding quite a few of them um, they may feel they're human right so they have days that they they do feel like things that they do give it they do give a toss but they don't let that stop them. They don't let that hijack them they just carry on regardless i mean you know to be honest in this particular conversation there have been moments where i've gone oh crap i'm doing a really shit job oh i really care what you think about me and then um but we carried the conversation regardless so it, it, you know that there are moments where we could have considered that this conversation was quite awkward because of where it was going and 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 but the connection was still there and the connection is still here but we carried on regardless and so I'm sure there are many times in your life where you felt something, but you did something anyway.
1: It's that whole
0: feel the, feel the fear and do it anyway, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Feel bloody know. awkward and do it anyway. Yeah. You no, know it's actually what's right for you.
1: I remember what, quite a while ago there was a book, wasn't there? Called, was it called something like The Year of Saying Yes or The Year of Yes? Hmm. Where this woman just kind of and I, I remember reading about that and thinking that's not what I need. I need a year of saying
0: no, saying no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, and a no saying no is a muscle you get, you get it might be a bit clumsy at first, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes because in actual fact, what I've seen is is this idea of letting people down it's more difficult, like to me i isn't it better to be able to bring all of you to a project where you are nurtured, feel, you know, that, that you've given yourself some time and space. Um, because when we give, 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 and we don't look after us, then we've got nothing else to give in, in that way. Like
1: Yeah. I mean that, that's back to that kind of realisation I had that I didn't have any there was there was no um give. There was no right yeah yeah there was no room for anything else to happen really
0: yeah yeah and so I see this with lots of mums where they think that that they have to say yes to everything because they don't want to let people down but the number one person they're letting down is themselves in other words I'm giving to everybody else here but hang on a second where am I getting my space where am I getting my my reprieve Mm. and have I even considered that by reprieving myself and giving myself space and time I can actually be it's actually helping everybody else
1: I feel like I need to uh, do my little thing again That you know when I said I sort of drew <laughs> not quite like I did before but you know I drew out my my week but I kind of need to it's like that whole putting stones and pebbles and stuff in a jar isn't it
0: mm.
1: you've got to put putting the big things in first because otherwise they don't fit in at the end.
0: And also it's like the oxygen mask analogy, you know, putting that oxygen mask on yourself first and making sure that you're, you're okay. So you can be there for everybody else. Um, but nobody's, you know, that, that lifestyle piece is such a, you are clear on it though. Interestingly enough, the guitar, the singing, the yoga, but maybe to be done in a more, gentle way as opposed to I don't know if if that resonates because maybe that's the way you do things usually which is all or nothing but is there room for it to be step by step is there room for it to be doesn't have to be all or nothing right now it can be Mm -hmm. baby steps
1: yeah I think that's part of the problem when I think about oh you know I need to learn my guitar I think I need to learn my guitar and right on in (laughs) to get good enough to play yeah yeah you know, yeah yeah, yeah, people yeah and how many hours a day do I need to do that and so right I need to schedule in um at least half an hour every weekday yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it becomes just another chore as opposed to something you can just really savor and enjoy what is it you really love like what do you really savor like would you go oh yeah oh this sleep <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, brilliant. I love it. But actually, you know, putting a putting a serious hat on that. Oh yes, yeah, serious, uh, okay. answer
0: is is yeah, rest. Mm. Um, looking after myself. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. That. What if it doesn't have to be all or nothing? What if it can just be moments in the day? What if it can be five minutes? What if it can be you know half an hour what if it could be you might find actually that by giving yourself some time and space that you start slowing down and with that your overwhelm starts to reduce and things that made sense to you before might stop making sense to you but I really hear that like I really hear that looking after me that's something that yeah mm, yeah mm, yeah (laughs) yeah that that's what I want more of we've only got one body you know Mm. and and it needs you've got you're a mummy and and our, our job is really important and I don't know about you but I'm in a much better state of mind when I've actually gone and had a massage or gone to my yoga or moved my body or
1: yeah definitely um I'm just allowing the thought to percolate Yeah, Hmm. because I wonder if somewhere deep within me is this feeling that I almost don't kind of deserve that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it can lurk there, but you can just go, okay, good, you're there. I'm going to go and do this anyway. Mm -hmm. We don't need to take our thinking seriously. That's a very interesting thought. I might have to go and write that down. (laughs) we don't need to take our thinking seriously it can exist right it doesn't need to go it doesn't necessarily need to go away it can exist but we can just look at it and go okay I'm still going to go off and do this anyway that feels like kind of a
1: really pivotal idea
0: how are you feeling Emma I feel like that 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 particular thought
1: I don't have to take my thinking seriously. It makes me feel like I'm kind of standing on a cliff edge.
0: God, <laughs> does it have a net at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> just because it feels like, it's like a
1: whoa moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a kind of like, just, just, yeah, just think about that. Just, mm. I don't
0: think I've ever had that thought
1: before. That's your thought, but you know
0: what I mean. Well, you heard it. So I'm curious to see what that does for you. Mm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Emma. It's been a delight to have you on here today. And I know that the conversation took an unexpected turn, but I really enjoyed our connection. Yeah, I feel like you broke your... <laughs> Work your podcast. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And there we have it. Another incredible episode of The Joy of Being. And remember, if you'd like to come on the show to get clarity and flow in an area of your life that you feel stuck in, please email me at marina at marinapearson.com sharing what you would love to get insights on. If you enjoyed this podcast, you may well enjoy the book as well. You can either download a free chapter, www.marinaperson.com slash chapter, where I go into much more depth into how we can create more time and space as mums. So until next week's episode, remember you are the joy you seek.